Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, Washington fans? Holy Heineke, what uh, last few days it's been. Uh, obviously, Brian, with the heartbreaking loss that we're going to talk about. And then the big news today, the being a Washington fan just never gets boring. I tell you that. There's always literally something going on on a daily basis. As always, I'm your host of the Birdie Network Podcast, Josh Taylor. Joining me, Brian Murphy. This episode is sponsored by 500 Level, who specializes in officially licensed t-shirts to help you rep your favorite teams and players. Get your shirt from 500 Level, and there is no doubt it'll be your most complimented shirt. Use your code BNP20 to save 20% off on your order. You won't regret it. I got my John Ranch shirt. I was just telling Brian, jaw got hurt. Not football related, but totally heartbreaking, so I'm going to try to push through this podcast not think about it sorry it's tough something else that's tough besides john rank getting hurt is not winning the nfc east in a tough way a game that was as we say every single week winnable but not for washington this is what a couple fans had to say right after the game all right what's up everyone my name's uh ranger teach i just wanted to give my opinion on tonight's game that was absolutely god-awful. Dwayne Haskins is probably one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my lifetime. I just don't understand how you can be that bad, not being able to read a defense. Literally, you cannot hit, hit nobody. You overthrow people. You take sacks. It's just it's unbelievable. Ron really should have pulled him and put Heineke in. I think we would have won the game. Plus that BS call on the fumble. That was clearly a fumble. I think right now we'd be celebrating some sort of win, but something's got to give, man. I mean, we have to win next week, and I'm just I'm lost for words right now. It's horrible, horrible, horrible loss. Hey, Washington fans, Christoph Trapp here, C. Trapp on Twitter. Hey, you know, what's easy to think about is what would have happened had uh, we put in Taylor Henneke earlier, and I'm sure everybody will debate that all week long. I don't know what could have happened, but all I know is that it did look, he, he looked a lot better, quite frankly, than Dwayne Haskins. Looked like a leader out there. Looked like he was, um, you know, moving the offense along. Not just it looked like it, but he was doing it. And I was just getting, I just got done watching his press conference on the Washington football Twitter stream. And I mean, what a, what a great story um, the guy has, you know, taking classes and finals and comes in and, and helps us to almost come back so hopefully next week we can pull it off and go from there brian it's a heartbreaker the giants lost everything went our way except the one thing Not we can game. control right winning yeah, the game so frustrating man uh you know and it was a winnable game i mean the panthers are not very good they didn't do anything super special other than give it to Curtis Samuel in a bunch of different ways, which I really like him. Um, but yeah, it just was totally winnable. Just if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly, 
we'd be talking about the division champs, but here we are. Like it ha- seems to go with this team we're talking about, everything else but uh, a win on the field. We say it seems like every single week if we just have a competent offense, somewhat of a quarterback play, we win these games. The defense does everything in the world for us to win. Gibson played through his injury. Yes, we didn't have Terry, but still, it's like we just needed to not lose the game. And that's what happened. Obviously, some news broke today. We're going to talk about that. But Haskins, man, it's just the one game you're like, I want this guy to step up, show us who he is, win the NFC East for us, just erase everything bad that's happened from the selfie in the game to being sick, moping after getting benched to the strip club, the portable strip club, whatever it was. All of it could go away if you win the NFC East and he does the complete opposite, has his worst performance in his career in Washington, and just completely, literally throws the game away. Yeah, I mean, it was all right there. And it was all, all a chance to kind of sweep everything under the rug. You know what? You made a dumb decision, but go beat this team and go get us a division title. And he wasn't able to do it. And, I, you know, it's hard to spend a lot of time on a guy that – uh, is no longer part of the team, but he has been a huge part of this team. Maybe not for all the right reasons, but he's been a huge part of this team over the last two years. And so it's crazy that he goes from starting the biggest game of the year to not even being on the roster, man. I mean, it's 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 insane the the you know what 24 hours does. I, I mean, I, we talked about it last night. wasn't weren't able to record. I'm I'm glad that we didn't do it last yeah. night because I mean, what what goes down today? So yeah, just crazy, man. How how much things change day to day. And uh, so here we are. I mean, I think a lot of people thought, you know, he should have been released after the incident last Sunday. Um, I think Ron just couldn't do that because of Alex Smith's health. But now you bring in Taylor Heineke and, you know, he looks serviceable, at least gives you a chance to make something happen and takes care of the football. And See you later, Dwayne. I mean, it's tough. Um, no ill will towards the guy. I mean, I don't agree with some of the decisions he made off the field, but he's not a bad guy. And uh, so it's crazy that we're talking about a first-round pick, you know, 18 months ago or however long it was, and then, you know, here we are now. Yeah, to me, that's the thing I, I just keep thinking about. Like, going back to draft, not like how hype I was that he even felt us at 15 it's hard to just keep talking about this guy. And like after this podcast, that's the last time I'll ever mention Haskins name, to be honest with you. But it's just like, you think about like the emotions of when we drafted him. you had such high hopes, 15, like it wasn't like some fourth round guy that we just hope would paint out like 15th overall. Like you took this guy saying he is the future of our franchise. We see the hype videos. We invest all this into him. If you look behind me, I literally have an autographed, Haskins jersey yeah. that I have to take down. So, like, it's just you expected so much. We should be used to it because we just have had terrible luck with quarterbacks, obviously. But you just invest so much into it. And the weight of your 15th overall pick being gone his second season. And, honestly, kudos to Ron. Because he could have easily yeah. just said, look, you know, we draft this guy at 15. We got to hold on and just pray that he pans out and doesn't do anything stupider like we just have to hold on to him he said nope you know what i'm trying to get into the playoffs i gave you one game to try to do it you looked 
terrified. You had no confidence. For some reason, every time this pressure, you do a 360 spin and roll, put your back towards the rest of the field. Like, I don't know what those moves are. You can't read yeah. a defense. You throw yeah. high, and you turn the ball over three times in one half. Relying on your your athleticism, which, you know, every guy in the NFL is athletic. That's not going to get you anywhere. But is he even athletic? Like, does he no, break I, tackles? No. Does he hurdle people and make 20-yard runs? No. Does he have a good arm? arm? Yes. Yeah, it's that. that's it. So, I mean, it's crazy, man. It really is crazy that that's where we are. I, I thought that you're right. Kudos to Ron, you know, whether he should have done it sooner, you know, whatever. But it, it'd be one thing to, you know, hold on to something. And, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And, yeah. you know, it felt like that's kind of where we were at with Dwayne Haskins. It just wasn't working. And, you know, instead of giving it one more game or riding out the season, he cut bait when he did. So, yeah, you're right. Kudos to Ron. You know, we can criticize him for not doing it sooner or not, you know, turning to Heineke sooner, all that. But at the end of the day, he realized this is not what's best for this team. And even in the middle of still a division race, you know, able to, to pull the trigger on that, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It's, it's, it's tough. And, and, and again, you know, it's nothing personal to Dwayne Haskins. It just didn't work out here. And I hope that he learned something. I hope he puts his, uh, you know, you know, put some, some work in and he's back in the league, you know, next year, but we'll see, man, it just wasn't going to work here. And it just seemed like the writing was on a wall on the wall for a little bit. And it just kind of finally came to a head. So last thing I'll say about Haskins, if you had to predict him going anywhere in the NFL, where do you think he, he ends up? I think that he's got to go to a team with an established, healthy quarterback i think the idea of him being behind alex smith was really enticing but you can't you can't rely on alex's health he could definitely benefit from going to to back up a guy like ben roethlisberger or back up a guy like drew Brees, something like that where he can sit and learn and have no expectations of you know competing for a job but just learning and just kind of seeing what it means to play the the quarterback position so not really a concrete answer but a guy that is established in this league that he can learn from would be perfect for that guy yeah I was thinking Pittsburgh um but then you said healthy Big Ben's not the healthiest of quarterbacks he's kind of getting up there in age but still holding up for his age Drew Brees I could see it um but they have Jameis and uh Taysom Hill for some reason they think he's a quarterback I have no faith in him at all as an NFL quarterback but still that kind of that kind of guy is all I mean maybe not those two specifically but exactly I could see him going even to uh the Rams or San Fran like if they get desperate because you have coaches that can develop quarterbacks uh with McVay and Shanahan I think that'd be a good landing spot for him but yeah. Good riddance. Like, if you're happy that this guy, like, failed completely, like, I have to question uh, your character because, like, who wants to see, like, I, I never once wanted, I was, I never once rooted against Haskins. Exactly. For me, it was just expecting so much more and just being frustrated because I felt like at all times I cared more than he did. Not, not yeah. once did he say, like, oh, man, like, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to. He just kind of was like, look, I was 15th overall. I lit up at Ohio State. This is just going to be handed to me kind of thing. Like, I know I'm a quarterback. Blah, blah. Like, it just didn't feel like he was motivated. 
Yeah, he, he would get motivated after it went poorly. And I, I'd rather, you know, you know, we even talked about last week that, uh, you know, he started to play better against Seattle because he got mad. It's like he was very reactionary. Instead of just taking the bull by the horns, he was waiting for something bad to happen. Like he was just going to do enough to, to get by. But then when it got really bad, that's when he, was, he would like overcorrect and try to work harder. And um, yeah, it just, you know. It is what it is, man. It, you know, it, it's tough that it didn't work out because, like you said, you have so much expectation for a guy picked in the first half of the first round and then for it to end this way. I don't think anybody expected it to end this poorly, but yeah. here we are. I think one thing that I was just thinking about today was back when Urban Meyer uh, was talking about Haskins when he first got drafted. There's a, a video. They were, like, video chatting him. He said, like, you have to really – I mean, I hate to say, like, baby his confidence, but he said, like, he said, he pretty much said Haskins is a mental guy. Like, if his confidence is shot, it's going to show. Right. And I, I just don't think. You have to motivate him. You know, yeah. you have to give him, you know. And, and, it's a ego, players. I guess. Yeah, quarterbacks especially shouldn't need to be motivated. So, yeah, I mean. You're supposed to be a leader. The, like <laughs> the red, Yeah, the red flags are there in hindsight, but I think you thought, you know, this cannon of an arm could overcome that and you know it's just the case that if you don't have the right work ethic it doesn't matter how talented you are yeah I mean going through everything that he went through and then just the media like Washington's a tough place like not just Twitter like we have a tough fan base but like DC sports in general I mean like it, it's hard out here like I'm not gonna lie DC's DC's a diehard sports city like if if you don't succeed out here, if you're not doing well, like it, it gets it gets rough. But going through everything that he went through, getting benched, getting in trouble twice, like you know his head just wasn't in the right place. He was just like, I'm shot, like I'm I'm done, like I'm exhausted mentally being in being a part of Washington. So to me I just I thought about that more what Urban Meyer said, just how much of a head case he is, like if things are going good for him and he's rolling, like he's good. But as soon as something gets bad, he just shuts down. So good rants to Haskins. Absolutely sucks for us. You know, it sucks for him too. Um, but hopefully he can go somewhere and uh, end up on his feet. And who knows, maybe be a starter one day. But right now, after what I saw Sunday, it did not look like it. And, I, you know, I was kind of thinking like why make this move? And obviously he, he played so poorly. But I'm like, why not hold on to him? Why not, you know, go with Taylor Heineke, have Haskins as the backup if Alex Smith can't go? I was trying to think, like, why do this now? And I think, you know, A, there's the distraction. There's the off-the-field stuff that has already happened and um, and all that. So I think Ron wanted to get away from that. But to me, it, it you know, in a, I'm trying to look optimistically at the rest of the season at this last game. I think, A, it means that they think Taylor Heineke can win them the division, you know, first off. I think that they're comfortable with him going out there and starting. And, B, I, I think it – and you tell me if, if you're wrong, and I know we've seen a bunch of different things, but I, I feel like Alex Smith has a real shot to play this week. And I don't, I don't think that he, he gets rid of Dwayne Haskins if he doesn't have at least the idea that Alex Smith is coming back around the corner. Because you know what terrifies me? As much as Dwayne Haskins struggled, but the fact going into a, a, a must-win game with Taylor Heineke and Steven Montez, that sounds real scary. But maybe that speaks to how poorly Haskins played and what they thought of him. I don't know how, what you think or why why make the move now. Um, 
I'm just trying to think of the mindset of why, why this went down today. I'll say there's probably zero confidence in Montez just because he's literally never taken an NFL stat before. But I feel like Smith is going to be good to go. But, like, I was telling guys in the group chat, it went very under the radar. But Jay Glazer said that he felt like Alex Smith would be out, like, three weeks. Now, like, their main question was, like, was that considering, like, when he got hurt or, like, three weeks from when he said it this Sunday? I don't know. But I feel like he is going to be good to come back Sunday. If you don't think he's going to play, kind of like this last Sunday, I feel like he kept him for that reason. He was trying to win the NFC East. He's like, look, Alex Smith might not be good to go. We need Haskins as much as it sucks. I feel like he could have easily released him after everything that happened um, with the incident last Sunday. So to me, that was like, we really have no choice. We don't have any other quarterback besides Heineke and Montez. And we're trying to win the NFC East against Carolina on Sunday. Like we need a we need him as sad as it is for one more game. Yeah. And once he did that, I feel like Alex Smith's getting better. I don't know. What's your confidence in Smith playing Sunday? Ah uh, man, I really thought he was going to play last, uh, yesterday. Uh, I really did. You know, even up into the morning, I thought they were going to say that he was going to give it a go. Um, but now, even more so, I. I I'm leaning, you know, 60-40 that he plays. I think that he sees this as, you know, they need him out there. It's obvious they need him. They need him just to be that stabilizer. And I think Ron said something about just the fact that he kind of knows the offense. He takes care of the football, just does everything right. I think they need that more than anything. I mean, we talked about these last couple of games being totally winnable had the quarterback play been just a little bit better. And Alex Smith is definitely a little bit better than Dwayne Haskins. And um, no, no offense to Taylor Heineke, I was super impressed with him, and I oh, think yeah. that he can be a, a piece, you know, moving forward as a as a, a solid backup. But uh, you know, I would much rather have Alex Smith, the guy that's been there before, won big games, uh, to be out there. And you got to think that if he w- didn't play yesterday, he had Week 17 in mind. I, I don't see how he's not out there. And you know, maybe that's me being cautiously i mean overly optimistic but man he i think they need him out there yeah i think alex is gonna try to start it's good getting that extra week i mean this is literally the last game of season it's win keep playing lose your season ends sunday night like as sad as that is you're going back right. home to fedex empty-handed like the season's just over so I feel like Alex will try to push to play. And I 100% agree with you. Alex has been in some big playoff games with San Fran. Um, I think he even made playoffs with Kansas City too. But like he knows what's at stake. And to me, this is just like the perfect ending to his season. You know, story of just perseverance and coming through and fighting back from everything. Taking this team to playoffs. Literally, this is probably the hardest road any team in NFL history has ever had the playoffs from the name change to all the off the field junk to 15th overall pick getting cut, like everything like in a whole, it's, it's probably never been done before. Like it, I don't see anyone else coming through, but this team's got so much fight in it, but Taylor Heineke impressed the heck out of me. I mean, yeah, me too, man. I, I know you love Heineke for another reason. I love Heineke cause he went to ODU He's from Atlanta, Georgia, the right. neck of the woods, but he we was raised in Virginia. Together. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we went to high school together. He was a couple years younger than me. Um, 
Actually, I, I was telling you uh, before this that uh, our high school, Collins Hill, is about to play in the state championship. Uh-oh. And so he, uh, that's the farthest they've made it. But the last time that they made it, you know, uh, made a run was with him as quarterback. So he's been uh, real solid every step of the way. Um, I'm sure there are some DMV fans that are um, ODU fans and so know him from there too. But yeah, the guy's just a, a baller. He's kind of undersized, but he doesn't, you know, he uses that to fuel him and, he, he made some great throws yesterday, and you can say it was against uh, soft coverage or whatever, but that was, was more than anybody yeah. was. It's more than the quarterback. It's probably the one of the better quarterback showings we've seen from this team in the last couple of years. Um, and I know it was only nine minutes or whatever it was, but, yeah, you know, big fan of Taylor Heineke. And so uh, like you were saying, I, I think Alex gives it a go, and if not, I think they feel comfortable turning it over to, to Heineke, knowing they have that card you know, that ace in their, their, their pocket, you know what I mean? So maybe use him as a closer if they need to, but, uh, it's not a bad spot to be in. And like I said, I, I think Heineke, you know, whatever this, whatever happens the rest of this year and whatever moving forward, I think he's got to definitely be given the shot to be a backup or to have a role on this team, you know, next year and beyond. I mean, he hasn't even been here that long. Like that's what's frustrating is that, Haskins is given this whole season to get ready for this, and then Tana Heineke literally gets signed back December first, and he said he had to let his uh, professors know like that he wasn't going to take the finals because he's trying to win the NFC East. Like <laughs> that's like legendary yeah. stuff. He's just like, oh shoot, I need to get back in shape. Like he wasn't last time he played, he was in the XFL. Um, I think he was on the Battle Hawks, if I remember correctly, St. Louis. Something like that. Yeah, yeah like. He literally went from XFL to a potential NFC East champion, like <laughs> in the matter of months. So when he came into the game, to me it was just such a spark. It kind of reminded me of like the opposite of Miami, like with Tua and Fitz, like Fitz Magic. Like he's like the spark that comes in. Like you want Tua to grow and like be this guy. Like we wanted Haskins to succeed, and then all of a sudden Heineke comes in and he's just letting it rip. Like his confidence was all-time high like not once was he like oh man like I gotta play it safe this time like there was a couple check downs because they were open but there was a lot of times he was like oh Logan Thomas 30 yards out there and like double coverage Psh, easy yeah. and now like Two. Logan Thomas would drop it but still yeah Sims dropped the I mean it was a diving attempt and then Thomas missed one too so yeah he he was real close to to legitimately bringing them back into that game but yeah he's a competitor man I don't know about you, but I think that he gives them a shot. Even if Alex Smith can't play, I don't feel like all is all hope is lost against Philly. I don't feel great about the game, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that all hope is lost with Taylor Heineke out there. I think that, you know, we said this defense is good enough to where if you just take care of the ball and play okay, you know, you just play average, you'll be okay. And I think Taylor Heineke can do that against an Eagles team that's, not been very good this season. They give up. We'll talk. I'm, we're going to have a preview pod. This isn't part yeah, of the preview absolutely. pod. Don't worry. But they give up 400 yards a game on defense. Like that's and, and, terrible. <laughs> and real quick, I saw that they they've their last few last four or five games they scored single digits in the second half. To where Washington's a second half team, the Eagles obviously aren't. So. I mean, the game is definitely winnable. Again, the momentum is not there, but I think it's a winnable game. It's Everything's right in front of you. Where, uh, Despite all the craziness, despite releasing your former first-round pick, you have it all in front of you, and th- th- there's a lot to be said for that. 
Yeah, and this really leads me to people... Some people are, like, mad that I was even talking about Heineke on Twitter, but if you come in and literally nine minutes throw 12 for 19, could have easily been 15 for 19 if your wide receivers and tight ends don't drop the easiest, like, dimes of their lives. Like, they just aren't used to seeing passes that good. It's probably why they dropped it. But had one touchdown, could have easily had two, maybe three with Cam and the Logan Thomas one called back. Um, And just had, like I said, that confidence just came in. He let it rip. Like, he not only could just not lose the game for us, he could also be like, oh, I need to drive down two minutes left in the game and have a game-winning drive and just throw it. And he easily did that. I'm glad you said that, man. I Honestly, that was the thought that went through my head. I'm like, what if Taylor Heineke is the spark plug this team needs? I mean, what if they come out next week, he has to start because Alex still isn't ready to go, which, you know, could possibly happen. But what if he's the spark they need and they actually score on their first drive? Like, it seemed like he wasn't president <laughs> to get it going. I mean, that Look actually went up. through my head. And maybe I'm, I'm, being, I'm dreaming too much. And, then, you know, I know that he was just brought in less than a month ago, like you said. But maybe he does give them the, the spark they need to at least get it going. Because, like you said, he, there wasn't much hesitation. And, you know, you would have totally understood that you come in with nine minutes left. You just are playing for the first time all year, and you kind of pump a couple times and then check it down. But we saw him take some shots, man, and maybe that's what they need. And maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's the recipe for for the rest of this year. Who knows? I I don't know. But it was exciting to see a quarterback look decisive for a change. Yeah, I'm not saying, you know, pump the brakes. He's not QB1 next year. It's not like we're going to sign him to like a five-year contract because of a quarter and a game if he plays Sunday. But – I'm just asking for one more game for the guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And let me, let me ask you this. This is one thing that I threw out there that is kind of, uh, I don't know, I've gotten mixed feedback on, on this. But I said, you know, should Washington win on Sunday, they're going to go to the playoffs and, you know, say they get a win or don't, you know, whatever. They're going to pick 18, 19, 20, something like that, probably, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't think the quarterback – I don't think a, one of those first-round quarterbacks is going to drop there. I don't know. I don't know how you think, but I don't think that they're. I don't think there's a realistic chance that they're going to make it to nineteen twenty. No. Uh, then you know you turn to the free agency or a trade. Maybe that veteran guy is not available. Maybe that Stafford, who we've talked about, is not available. You know, whoever it be. I don't feel too awful rolling with Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke next year. Mm, I, I think do. it's service. Uh, I think it's I'm sorry. I no, do. okay, that's fine. I think it's serviceable enough. I think Alex Smith is showed you that he can he can do a little bit. I think Kyle Allen by far looked like the best quarterback that, on this team this year, and I think Heineke is a, a solid backup and can step in if need be. I really think that you know they don't have to break the bank to try to find a stud quarterback. I don't think that this team needs a stud quarterback. I would love to have one. But if it's not there, I don't want them to go reach for it and set themselves up for failure down the line. That's what I'm thinking about right there. So this is my thing because I got in so many discussions, heated arguments today on I'm Twitter. I'm just glad you disagree, though, because yeah. I think no, I this do. is 100%. a conversation that's going to go well into the offseason because I don't know that they this team exactly knows what they're going to do with the quarterback position right now. I think it's so up in the air that – there's going to be a lot of these types of discussions, you know, once the season finally ends into, you know, September of next year. 
I will say, like, luckily, free agency is in March. I'm trying to think of the exact day. It's, like, early. It's before the draft. Like, thank God. Cause, like, yeah, if like, you... mid-March is, like, the league year or whatever starts, yeah. right? It's, like, if you don't get Matt Stafford, who I would love, and, like, people are saying don't... First off, people are saying don't spend big money on a quarterback. What do you want to, <laughs> what do you want to put big money into a wide receiver that's going to have Tyrod Taylor throwing him the ball? Like... No, I, I, I agree. you got to spend money on your quarterback. What I'm saying is I don't want them to trade multiple picks for a guy that isn't worth multiple picks. You know what I mean? Like Stafford maybe, but his injury history. I just don't want them to overpay. And but like people say injury say. history, but realistically he's only missed probably six, seven games of his career. No, I, I get it, but I mean, I this see what year, you're saying. Though. I I feel you. Awesome. You don't want to go. You don't want to just push all these chips in in a guy that's going to let us down again. Right. Like I don't want to <laughs> give up two first round picks for Matthew Stafford. Oh, you know no. what I mean? No, no, no. That, that's when I want. I draw the line. But I, I'm with you. I want Stafford all the way. But I'm saying if that doesn't happen. But go ahead. So this is my take. First off, Tyrod Taylor. No, I'm not even like entertaining those discussions anymore. What does Tyrod Taylor give you? That Kyle Allen or Alex Smith couldn't. And people say mobility, but like Kyle Allen was mobile when he was playing, was he not? Like I understand Tyrod Taylor's fast, but like he's not Lamar Jackson. Like he runs like a four five forty. I get it, but like that's I don't know. I just I'm sick of people just thinking like a mediocre quarterback gets you somewhere. Alex Smith lost his job in San Fran because Colin Kaepernick was better than him. He lost his job in Kansas City because Pat Mahomes was better than him. My other argument, obviously, you know, I talk to my 49er guys all the time. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's mediocre. He's a good quarterback, but is he going to win you these big games? No. And, like, he's about to get replaced. Like, I don't think he's in San Fran next year. I think they either get Dak Prescott or they draft a guy like Zach Wilson. So, like, mediocre quarterbacking only gets you so far. Did the 49ers make it to the Super Bowl? Yes. Did they lose the game? By a good bit of reason because of Jimmy G, I firmly believe so. He just couldn't make the big throws. I just, to me, Jordan Reed said today that he's been a big fan of just drafting a quarterback in like the third or fourth round. I saw that, yeah. And like I thought about it, like why not? Like (laughs) I think we even, do we have two third round picks this year or just one? I think just one. But still, so say we... We have a couple, yeah right, exactly. So say we get... Allen Robinson, by the grace of God, or Curtis Samuel, please. That would be awesome. And then we draft Kyle Pitts or another offensive stud. Why not draft uh, Ritter in the third, which I love Desmond Ritter. I'm sure we'll talk about him um, coming up towards the draft. But a guy like that, let him pan out. If we do have a season of a bridge quarterback of Alex Smith or Kyle Allen, cool. Next season, I'm 100% confident with Smith, Allen, and I feel good that uh, Desmond Ritter is in the back just growing, ready to potentially be a franchise quarterback. I'm cool with that. But just going into next season, Alex Smith can't go 16 games in a season. He had a tap out by game four. I can't sit here and say 16 games is realistic for Alex Smith. Like, I'm sorry. Like, he had legit muscles taken out of his leg. And put in other parts of his leg. Like, he has hamstring muscle in his calf right now. Like, I can't stress that enough. And then Kyle Allen, broken ankle, what's he going to look like? Right. And then, where are we at at then? Taylor Heineke start for the rest of the season. Look, I don't think it's ideal. I just think that should, 
option A, maybe even option B, and even option C don't work out, I think you could do a lot worse than those three guys. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's ideal. You could but have I Haskins. I think that they could get by. Right. right. No, no, you know what? Uh, you're, you're right. And I think there are going to be so many quarterback-needy teams. I think we're really going to see some quarterbacks move around. I think Matt Ryan potentially could move around. His contract's kind of whack. Um, but, you know, could he go to San Francisco to reunite with Kyle Shanahan? I mean, there's going to be some quarterback movement. So there's you might not so end much. up with – Yeah, and that's what no, I'm saying. Yeah. You might not end up with the guy that you're hoping for in Washington. That's why I would be okay with those guys for another year. I don't think it's ideal. Don't get me wrong. Don't. Yeah. I don't want you to hear that, but I think that – um, they could do a lot worse than, than those three or combination of those three. I'm just bummed, though, Like if we don't have a guy that has a ceiling that could be better than Alex Smith or Kyle Allen. If we just get another guy who's just like, oh, he could potentially be another Kyle Allen, Alex Smith guy. I'm like, why? Like, we don't need three of the same quarterbacks on the team. Like, I want a guy who can potentially be on our team for five, six years and lead us to these long playoff runs. Like... I don't know. There's there's so many different quarterback scenarios that can go wrong or go right. Like there's just so much that could happen. Like you said, Dak could be gone, Stafford could be gone, Ryan could be gone, Jimmy G. I mean, the list goes on. Cam Newton, God, he's not coming to Washington either. You know, Ryan, he benched That's him for not wearing a tie. Yeah, he's not going to release Haskins just to try to reunite with his ex. Like <laughs> that's not going to happen. Completely get rid of that possibility out of your mind. Um, but if I had to pick one free agent. Uh, it would be Matt Stafford just because he's probably going to be the best quarterback available. Uh, I don't know what Dak's going to look like post-injury, but Matt Stafford's got a heck of an arm, and I just think he needs to get out of Detroit. Like Detroit is slowly creeping into the New York Jets territory of like they wasted Calvin Johnson's career, who was one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Right. And then now they have Matt Stafford doing the same. I saw a crazy stat. Matt Stafford... I think I'm going to have to look it up. I know I'm going to be wrong, but it's something along the lines of in all the games he's ever won or something like that, he's only had a rusher go over 100 yards twice in his career. Yeah. It was something insane. Like that dude is such a stud. He's only like, what, 27? He went to Georgia. He's a little bit older than that. He's a little bit older than that. What is he, 28, 29? uh, I think he's at least 30. But but you're right. No, I would absolutely love to have that. You know what we – we, we deserve a guy that is a, a game changer at quarterback. They so he's 32, that. so that was way off. Yeah. <laughs> but still, 32. Sign him for three or four years. He's, Aaron Rodgers is like 38, so we're good. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I would love to have him, but, um, you know, we deserve a, a quarterback that is above mediocre. I mean, it's the most important position, arguably, in sports. And so we deserve to have a guy that's an absolute stud and not have to settle for mediocre to less than mediocre which is what they've had for a long long time so my question for you how opposed are you for trading up into the first to get a guy like Trey Lance or Zach Wilson who we've talked about and fallen in love with yeah I mean if if they really think that those are guys that can be that guy I'm not opposed to it at all um but if you if if you're moving up to take a project I, I can't stomach that. Zach Wilson's not a project; he's a prodigy. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I agree, and I think that I think that a lot of those guys, those first round quarterbacks, are really solid. So I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just know that those picks are valuable, and 
we've seen Washington hit on some late round gems. So do we want to give up that? But I mean, it's a quarterback, so there's just a lot to weigh there. But if the price is right and you're not, uh, you know, you're not setting yourself up for failure down the road, I'd be all for it because they desperately need a quarterback. I mean, it's obvious. We just released the last first rounder that that they 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 picked. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I think we can all agree that we can't let this defense go to waste. That's what's most concerning. Eventually, you're not going to be able to pay Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Sweat, right. Payne, and all these guys. That's just the front four. Like, <laughs> don't even talk about the rest of the defense. Sign Ronald Darby again. Do something with Landon Collins' contract. If you go big money on a quarterback in free agency, then you can spend literally every single pick giving him weapons, and drafting another guy on defense. Like, we don't even need that much help on defense. We need a linebacker and a safety. Yeah. And we're good. No, Reeves, you, ain't and, it. And as as bad as it is, you know, with Haskins and, you know, where are we going with the quarterback position, I think there is some optimism because of how well everything else has kind of been put together. We know that the offense was a work in progress. We knew that coming into the year, that it was Terry – that it was, you know, maybe we have this solid rookie, and I think Gibson is more than a solid rookie. He outperformed anything we expected, and he's going to be a building block. But we knew the offense was going to get there. The defense is legit. So there is some optimism if we can just get a couple of these pieces, like you said, in place, that'd be great. And that's why I'm not like, I I don't know, I, I wish all the best to Dwayne Haskins, but I'm not all that broken up about it because I knew that he wasn't the answer. Yeah. And now this gives him the chance to go out and find that right answer for a change. I will say this season so far, like just looking back at it, obviously there's one more game left, biggest game this season. But this season exceeded so much more than what I expected. I mean, I knew coming into it it'd be like a rebuild year, but if you had told me Antonio Gibson would have been this good, Darby would have been this good. Cam Kerr would have been this good. I've been like, there's no way. Like, I knew Chase Young was going to be a stud, but, like, he's about to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, like, by a landslide. Like, they shouldn't even have, like, voting. Just be like, all right, Chase, you got it. Let's talk about the offense now. Like, we've grown so much this season. We're just, like I said on Twitter, we're just missing one big piece quarterback and a few small pieces from being a damn good team. Like, just destroying the NFC East. And then all of that, and it's been a disaster these last couple of weeks, and they still have a chance to, to win the division. I mean, sign me up for that. I, I, you're right. I never would have expected this in a million years. Yeah. This season's been way better than I expected, crazier than I expected. Oh, yeah. Um, by large margins, uh, I never would have predicted half the stuff to happen, especially to us. Like, we've done a lot this season. It's yeah. sad to think about the season might end Sunday. I don't even want to think about it. Go win it. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it again later this week. But, I mean, yeah, the, the season is, is right out there in, in front of them. And, you know, if you told me that at the beginning of the year that all this craziness would happen and then they'd still be playing for the division in the last game of the season, I would have been like, man, yeah, sign me up for that. So we'll see what happens. we got one game left uh, before we head out. Terry McLaurin, he's in a walking boot, high angle sprain. I'm concerned. Uh, I'll talk more about it Thursday once we see how he practices Wednesday and Thursday, if he does. Um, but I, as an Alabama fan, I've seen Jalen Waddle in a boot, and I have seen Tua Tagovailoa in a boot, and I've seen Jalen Hurts in a boot, and it took multiple weeks. Yeah. And this was Tua trying to win a national championship, rushing it back, and it took him, what, three, four weeks? 
Um, so precautionary, I don't know. He's had his ankle for a while now. Uh, but just being on a boot, I don't know how much that concerns me. Are you concerned and how much? Yeah, I mean, that. I definitely think it is precautionary. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's never a good thing when you hear a boot. And uh, for a guy that relies on his speed and footwork and all that, it just it, it doesn't sound good. But you, you're, you're right. We'll have to see later in the week. Maybe he, you know, miraculously gets it healed up. But I, I would be shocked if he played uh, in this last game. Yeah, it's sitting here right now on Monday. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going into this week with the idea of we don't have Terry. Right. Yeah. Same here. And if he starts practicing Thursday, I'm like, sweet, we got Terry back. Like, we're going to win this game. So obviously, we have to break down that game on Thursday night. Going to watch how Terry is throughout the week. Same with Alex. Um, first day of practice is what Wednesday. Yeah. So we'll. See who practices. If it goes full swing with Gibson, Smith, and Terry playing, I feel pretty good about it. Um, but we will see y'all Thursday night. Brian, anything else? We didn't even talk much about the game, but I'm glad. Like, yeah, it, it was just it, I mean, heartbreaking. It's, it's and... still, we knew going into it that they needed to win one of of two, and it, it could be that you know it would have been nice to have it wrapped up in week 16. But with how bad this division has been, it makes sense for it to go to week 17. So. Still have it out in front of them. There's no need to, to look at Carolina. That was a disaster of a game. The starting quarterback's no longer on the team. It is what it is. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but the season's still in front of them. So here we go. The Carolina game was just flushing the toilet. Like <laughs> getting rid of no, all the bad stuff. No point watching it back. No. I, I, that dude is the real, 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 real deal. Yeah. Out there's two people in this world I would take a bullet for. John Morant, still would. Chase Young is the other, like, by a landslide. But I rewatched Taylor Heineke's nine minutes because it was beautiful. Um, but outside of that, I didn't rewatch Haskins game. Like, I saw enough of that live. But anyways, like I said, we'll see you all Thursday night. And we're going to keep doing some more quarterback pods and draft pods because that's nearing. Um, and if Sunday is the last game, then the draft pods are going to come out even more often and sooner. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully I'd rather not have to do them right now. I would rather be NFC East champs and talk in the playoffs. Cause we've never had a playoff pod. I guess we'll call it. We'll go ahead and trademark that before anyone else does. But uh, like I said, Thursday night, we will break down the Eagles and the Washington football team. Brian, I'll see you Thursday. Peace. See you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube